Today is the third day of February, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Lord, open our lips, and your mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalm for the Third Day Evening Prayer, Psalm 18. I love you, O Lord, my strength, O Lord, my stronghold, my crag, and my haven, my God, my rock, in whom I put my trust, my shield, the horn of my salvation, and my refuge. You are worthy of praise. I will call upon the Lord, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. The breakers of death rolled over me, and the torrents of oblivion made me afraid. The cords of hell entangled me, and the snares of death were set for me. I called upon the Lord in my distress and cried out to my God for help. He heard my voice from his heavenly dwelling. My cry, his anguish, came to his ears. The earth reeled and rocked, The roots of the mountains shook. They reeled because of his anger. Smoke rose from his nostrils and a consuming fire out of his mouth. Hot burning coals blazed forth from him. He parted the heavens and came down with a sword cloud under his feet. He mounted up cherubim and flew. He swooped on the wings of the wind. He wrapped darkness about him. He made dark waters and thick clouds his pavilion. From the brightness of his presence through the clouds, bursting hailstones and coals of fire, the Lord thundered out of heaven. The Most High uttered his voice. He loosed his arrows and scattered them. He hurled thunderbolts and routed them. The beds of the seas were uncovered and the foundations of the world laid bare. At your battle cry, O Lord, at the battle of the breath of your nostrils. He reached down from on high and grasped me. He drew me out of great waters. He delivered me from my strong enemies and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They comforted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. 
He brought me out into an open place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me because of my righteous dealing. Because my hands were clean, he rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not offended against my God. For all his judgments are before his eyes and his decrees I have not put away from me. For I have been blameless with him and I have kept myself from iniquity. Therefore the Lord rewarded me according to my righteous dealing because of the cleanliness of my hands and in his sight. With the faithful you show yourself faithful, O God. With the forthright you show yourself forthright. With the pure you show yourself pure, but with the crooked you are wily. You will save a lowly people, but you will humble the haughty eyes. You, O Lord, are my lamp. My God, you make my darkness bright. With you I will break down an enclosure. With the help of my God I will scale any wall. As for God, his ways are perfect. The words of the Lord are tried in the fire. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God but the Lord? Who is the rock except our God? It is God who girds me about with strength and makes my way secure. He makes me sure-footed like a deer and lets me stand firm on the heights. He trains my hand for battle, and my arms are bending even a bow of bronze. You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand also sustains me. Your loving care makes me great. You lengthen my stride beneath me, and my ankles do not give way. I pursue my enemies and overtake them. I will not turn back till I have destroyed them. I strike them down and they cannot rise. They fall defeated at my feet. You have girded me with strength for the battle. You have cast me down my adversaries beneath me. You have put my enemies to flight. I destroy those who hate me. They cry out, but there is none to help them. They cry to the Lord, but he does not answer. I beat them small like dust before the wind. I trample them like mud in the streets. You deliver me from the strife of the Lord. Oh, peep the words of the head of the nations. A people I have not known shall serve me. No sooner shall they hear than they shall obey me. Strangers will cringe before me. The foreign peoples will lose heart. They shall come trembling out of their strongholds. The Lord lives. Blessed is my rock. Exalted is the God of my salvation. He is the God who gave me victory and cast down the people beneath me. You rescued me from the fury of my enemies. You exalted me above those who rose against me. You saved me from my deadly foe. Therefore will I extol you among the nations, O Lord, and sing praises to your name.
He multiplies the victories of his king. He shows loving kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians, chapter 5, beginning at verse 16. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For those are opposed to each other, to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the words of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, adultery, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. I am warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Splendor and honor and kingly power are yours by right, O Lord our God, for you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain, for with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a kingdom of priests to serve our God. And so to him who sits upon the throne, and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 9, beginning at verse 2. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart, by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who was talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves 
questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. Then they asked him, Why did the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He said to them, Elijah is indeed coming first to restore all things. How then is it written about the Son of Man, that he is to go through many sufferings and to be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and that did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written about him. Here ends the readings. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A Reflection for Friday of the Week of Four Epiphany A reading from the Educator by Clement of Alexandria, priest, from the year 210. Our Lord once revealed very clearly to us what is to be understood by the name little child. When a dispute arose among the apostles as to which of them was greater, Jesus stood a little child in their midst and said, Whoever would be lowly, become like this little child, is of greater importance to the kingdom of heaven. Hence, he does not mean by little child one who has not yet reached the age of reason because of immaturity, as some have thought. Similarly, when he says, Unless you become like little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of God. His words must not be mistaken to mean without learning. We are not little ones in the sense that we roll on the ground and creep on the earth like serpents as we once did, crawling with our whole bodies about senseless lusts. On the contrary, we are little children in the sense that we stretch upwards with our minds and set loose from the world all our sins. We touch the earth only on the tips of our toes to appear to be in the world, but truly and purely to pursue holy wisdom. Although this seems folly to those whose soul is excited by evil. Hence, children, there are really those who know God alone as their father, who are simple little ones without guile. To these, surely, who have made progress in the world, who have proclaimed this utterance, bidding them to dismay the anxiety about the things of which the world and exhorting them to devote themselves to the Father alone in imitation of children. That is why he goes on to tell them, Enough, then, of worrying about tomorrow. Today has troubles enough of its own. He thus enjoins them to lay aside the cares of this life and depend on the Father alone. Whoever fulfills this command is in the reality a child and an heir both to God and to the world, to the world in the sense that one who has lost his wits, to God in the sense of one dearly beloved. Indeed, if the detractors of spiritual childhood call us foolish, see that they are really speaking evil of the Lord. 
They imply that those who seek the protection of God are lacking in intelligence. But if they themselves understand the designation children in its true and mandatory sense of innocent ones, we glory in that name. Children are indeed the new spirits who are infantile in the old folly, but have newly become wise and have sprung into being according to the new covenant. Only recently, in fact, has God become known by the coming of Christ. No one knows the Father but the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to be revealed to him. Therefore, in consternation to the older people, the newer people are called young. For they have learned the new blessings, and we possess the exuberance of life's morning prime in this youth which knows no age. Indeed, we are even growing in maturity and intelligence, even young, even mild, ever new. For those who have become partakers of the word must necessarily be new themselves. And whatever partakes of eternity assumes, by that very fact, the qualities of the incorruptible. Hence the name childhood designates for us a lifelong springtime, since the truth which is in us as well as the habit saturated with the truth cannot be touched by old age. Surely, wisdom is ever blooming, ever fixed on the same truth, and never changing. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Save your people, O Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain, 
and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>